Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret and welcome to my show, Journey into an Unknown World. Last week I talked about death and this week I'd like to talk about life after death. So we're going to talk about the spirit world, some people call it heaven, what it's really like there. So how do I know? Well, first of all, I have learned to allow my spirit to come out of my body and to enter back into the oneness and to see a great deal of what goes on in, in quotes, heaven. So I'm going to share that with you. And hopefully while you're listening, you can close your eyes and visualize some of the things I'm going to describe and will in some way have your own visions because we all do know what is in heaven and we all do know about the oneness. Some of you may know that I wrote a book called The Way to Oneness. It was also published in Germany under the name Journey into an Unknown World and uh, which is where I got this title for, for this show from. And so uh, I'm going to, first of all, explain to you what the oneness is. A very long time ago, when I first used this terminology back in the 80s, actually earlier, the 70s, um, people said to me, what is that? I've never heard that terminology. Now today, everybody uses it. The oneness is the balance of all that has been created. Within it are the vibrations of both light and dark. Recorded within that vibration is energy that interacts and expands and contracts according to whatever is happening within it. So it's, it's like saying that you're having a chemical reaction in a science lab when you're mixing two different types of solutions and discovering there's a third one. So the one is, is constantly shifting and moving and becoming something else. Within the oneness are levels of consciousness. Some of those beings are so negative in sense, in density, that they are not aware of anything else but themselves. To other particles of oneness that is so extremely aware that in its light form it has nothing to do with any other form. So these extremes have to interact in some way and through time and through energy exchange, particles of energy interact and mix until eventually there are forms. We as humans are one of the many forms within the oneness. Since it's not easy for us to imagine being a part of such a vast complex of energy, it is much easier to come down into a simple awareness of what we call heaven, a place that we return to. That place in our world is a copy of what we know we see on this world. But in another sense, 
this world is a copy of what the oneness first imagined before it became form. So you can see now that in the oneness there is an earth that was originally created in thought form and then visualized and emotionally manifested into a physical form. Now we don't want to worry about scientists perception right now. What we want to do is to think about this earth and places of beauty. So let's stop and say think about mountains full of snow, very peaceful, very calming, very relaxing. And even though you may never have seen snow or never been to a mountain, you have seen pictures of it on your television and in books. So you can relate to that. Now let's think about sitting in a little boat, bobbing around in the ocean. And the ocean is calm and relaxing. And all those negative ions are clearing out your aura so that all your stress and tension is drifting away. Again, if you've never been in a boat in this life, your intuition can still identify with what you've seen in pictures. In other words, what I'm showing you is that everything that you can pictorialize is something that you can associate with. And since we have a lot of TV programs all over the world and lots of books, lots of photographs for us to look at, we have been able to expand our consciousness into a great deal of dynamics around the world. If we go back in time to when people lived in small villages and had to walk on foot just to get to the next village, which might take them a day or two, you can understand that those people back in those times didn't have any news about what was happening in another country. Yet within their mind was an idea that there must be something else out there, something greater than the life that they know about. That passion and desire to search, to see more while on earth, did not come from an earthly life. It came from a spiritual consciousness. It came from the oneness, where the oneness had already created the idea of forms, and those forms had manifested on earth. So as a spirit being, you already knew about the whole of the earth. But in physical form, you needed to go see for yourself. Well, back in the oneness, when you pass over into the spirit world, you are once again able to tap into all that was created in thought form through emotional desire long before you ever saw it on earth. So in heaven, you can find 
everything that you think you've missed on earth. In other words, you can find the mountains with the snow on it and have a peaceful moment. Or you can find a lake or an ocean that's calm with a boat on it and sit there and bob about. Everything that you believe in today is there in the oneness. For example, if you believe that you're a Catholic or a Muslim and go to your church or your temple, then that will be there for you in heaven for you to go to and enjoy once again. And of course, many of the people that you've known throughout your life who've gone there before you will be there to greet you and to share with you. In the oneness, there are many churches, mosques, temples, and there are many people who choose to still follow their earthly ways. They still believe that their philosophy and theology of the way of the earth is current for their spirit self to learn. And so they still do those kinds of things in the spirit world. But every spirit in time begins to say to self, what more is there that I can see? And as soon as they desire to see something else, their spirit guides will take them to that place so that they can have a look. Now, whatever they see might be a key into going back in time to a previous life to look at some other things they've done, some other places they've lived, and when they do, to awaken these pictorial images of those days and to integrate those images with a reality sense that mixes with their reality of their past life. In other words, they've had hands-on and they've had an enormous experience through it. You know, when we go back to the idea of sitting in front of the television, watching a lovely movie, we identify with it, and we feel as though we actually were there with those actors. But in reflection, we know we didn't actually do it. We weren't actually there. But if we can say, I walked in the same place that film was shot and saw all those mountains and so know what it was like there, then I have more of an energy, a vibration of contact with what I've seen and I believe that I have been there. Over the years, I've loved to watch a lot of movies that go back to Roman, ancient Greece and even before that. And the reason that I enjoy those times is because I know that I lived in those times and watching it, I can recall other memories from those lives that I lived. So how did I discover those memories in this life? Well, when I am in meditation, I think about myself as a spirit. I allow myself to let go 
of all my earthly ways. Let go of my tension and stress and allow myself to go into an alpha state. And after a while, my spirit will leave my body and I will go into the spirit world. Now I know there's some of you out there that can do this too. What you do when you get there is you have discussions with your spirit guides, guardian angels, and then you go to the halls of learning. The halls of learning are important because whatever your focus is, in there you can discover more about yourself. I like to go into the halls of history because there I can go back over eons of time. I can watch people designing their first wheel or I can watch people digging salt out of a mine and think, my goodness, I did that once and how I suffered. Or I was there in the French Revolution helping people die because I was a spirit guide then. You see, there's so much more to you than you really know. So in the oneness, when you enter a hall of learning, you can discover the many, many things you've done in the universal sense of things, in the oneness consciousness, as either a physical life lived, or as an in-between life in the spirit world, where you could have been a helper, or a spirit guide, or simply learning more about your own spirit. There's lots to do in the oneness. In my book, The Way to Oneness, I write a lot of the words of my spirit guides to teach you how to accept yourself, not just as a human, but as a spirit being who is learning constantly about yourself. Here on Earth, everyone is suddenly aware of the idea of ascension. Everyone wants to move into a new dimension. There's lots of people talk about fifth and sixth and tenth dimension. Well, quite honestly, it doesn't really mean much to us on Earth. What we're basically trying to say is we're ready for change. We're ready for a transformation. The reason we want it is because the life we all lived before was some time when we spent looking at our spirit self saying we're ready to transform. We're ready to build energy in the oneness that will allow it to once more change its focus. That we will be able to begin to see ourselves spiritually in a different vibration for a different purpose and for a different way that we ultimately will incarnate in what is considered the future of the earth. So let me go back to the halls of learning. One of the most beautiful places to go is where all the music was created and replayed over and over again. Whatever kind of music you love now doesn't mean you've always loved it. In different lives, you've experienced different musics. And some of you have played lots of times too. What kind of instrument have you played? Well, you can find out there. 
And often they have great concerts where people come, now spirits from all over the place in the oneness, to listen. And in that moment of listening and sharing, become unified. And through that unity, agree to work in that vibration and reincarnate in their many forms on earth again to help transform this world that we live on. Other times, we can go into the rooms in the halls of learning and investigate the lives of other people we've known in the past. Can you see yourself now sitting with Mozart when he was three years old, discovering vibration, showing the people around him what vibration meant to him? Or can you see the furniture that they had in those years in your mind? If you can, then you certainly have some past life locked into that. Or perhaps you can see some Native American sitting around a campfire with some others, passing a talking stick. Who was that great leader, do you know? Well, in the oneness, in the halls of learning, you can discover, you can find out who they were and what they were doing. Or maybe you're curious now about how the earth's land was made bare. In other words, we know that there was lots of water all over the place here. How did it come to pass that all this water shrunk and the land came up? Whatever you want to know about it, it's all there in the Hall of Nature, the Halls of Records of how the earth has evolved and how everyone has been on this planet. And let's be a little bit more strange. Many of you have been talking about aliens coming. People come from a far distant planet. Maybe they're little green men or six, seven foot tall humanoid-like people. Whatever you think about, where did you get that image from? Did you really have an alien encounter in this life? Or did you really do it in the oneness? Because you see, if you have an awareness of wanting to know creatures from other dynamics, other planets, other places, then surely you've already met them in the oneness. And there is a part of you that already knows them. So why would we be cross-referencing with creatures from other dynamics in our universe. Well, why not? Since the Oneness has a record of everything that we can ever think about or feel about, then why shouldn't we know about it spiritually? Well, of course, our spirit self has already known and seen these people and is already working in harmony with them for some purpose, some reason, which may remain unrevealed to us while in embodiment. Some of us think about the Pleiades. You know, uh, there's creatures out there who used to live on that planet 
who somehow ended up here in, I don't know, some hundred thousand years ago, who came here, landed here for their purpose and their reason. Some people think that we were made by these aliens, genetically engineered. Well, maybe we were. We must have come from somewhere. Why wouldn't we, therefore, when we're ready, that is, journey to another planet and seed that planet with the genes of our beings? Maybe altered a little, adapted to the circumstances, and brought into form for some purpose or other. You see, whatever we think we're doing here on Earth, we're really not aware of the true nature of who we are as a spirit entity. So let's go on back into the oneness. There are levels and planes. Evolution must have a measure somewhere, mustn't it? So if you're miserable and depressed, you're surely going to go to what we call the lower astral, where you can meet all sorts of other miserable and depressed people and commiserate together until you get bored with them. And then when you do, your spirit guide will come and say, Hey, have you had enough? Time to let go of all this misery. Or maybe you've been a miser, hogging all your money. So there you are in heaven, counting all your coins again. Well, what are you going to do with them? Eventually there comes a time when you think, this is boring, I want something better to do. Again, those friends and loved ones, your spirit guides, angels, will turn up and say, hey, come on, you can come with us now. We've got a new journey, something new to see. So going away from that vibration takes you into the higher astral, where there is a great deal to learn. In my book, The Way to Oneness, I've talked about all of that in detail. So I won't bother you too much with it now, but let me say this. If you're interested in this book, I'm thinking about sharing chapter by chapter. So contact me. I'll let you know how I can give it to you. But let me go on to the higher realms of the astral. As you evolve spiritually, you amalgamate your energy with other spirits. You become one, joining your mind and your heart, allowing yourself to join. As you join minds, you bond, and you become greater for all their past lives and their dreams and hopes until you agree to share one body. Yes, that's called ascension. Coming into embodiment, you are amalgamated with many spirits. You can channel, you can connect with their life in the spirit world, their past lives. You can join in such a way that you feel united with them. More ascension happens, your vibration lifts. Returning to the oneness, often you evolve this way until eventually you too will become a spirit guide. Why would you become a spirit guide? Well, there are those who are behind you. Like children, they need teachers. They need you to be beautiful for them and to help them go through their problems while on earth. 
and to return to the spirit world and to learn more about the vibration of the oneness of God and their purpose in God's creation. So what purpose do we have? God's energy is undefined for us because it's so nebulous, so big, so powerful, beyond anything we can understand. So let's come back to a source of energy. You know, let's think of it as the sky. One day it's nice and sunny, and the next day there's moisture up there, clouds form, we have hail, we have thunder, we have lightning, and we have whirlpools of energy that hit us, even devastate us on Earth. But eventually the sun comes out, and it's a lovely day again, and the trees grow, and the flowers bloom, and suddenly life is beautiful. Well, much of the oneness is like that. There are continual storms. There are spirit entities who are not quite sure what they're doing in the oneness. And there are those who know exactly what they're doing, who are guiding and teaching all that is needed to be done in order to find a balance in the oneness. This energy, when the day is wonderful, is a time of balance and energy creation. Everything that was is transformed. Everything begins to take on a new consciousness. We are now in the Aquarian Age. This is the dawning of a new beginning. So in the oneness, many spirit guides are amalgamating, joining together to work with us on Earth. They are busy helping us to recall our past lives. We do it in our dreams and in our meditation. They are helping all the spirits in the oneness to assimilate and amalgamate. And on even higher vibrations, the whole of healing is giving us new ways to build our bodies and to build our science in such a way that we can understand our evolvement into form. In the halls of healing, throughout the web of the oneness, everyone is being healed. You may say, well, if heaven is so beautiful, how come they need to be healed? Well, according to the oneness, healing comes out of balance. And if there are several different ideas floating around that are negative against lots of new ideas that are positive in the creative sense there is a war and the war needs to be harmonized and balanced. As everyone evolves through different levels of planes they slowly return to the oneness in energy form. The spirit will eventually lose its physical form and that will become just a radiant light of energy just like your aura and that auric emanation will amalgamate with other auric emanations becoming one light and so on up until each one is evolved enough to be part of the lower self of God. The lower self of God 
is the part of God that manifests in all forms. It is constantly active and can be seen as male. While the feminine part of God, the higher ascended part of self, giving divine love flows down through all fragments of everything ever created, giving love, support, healing. Together, these two aspects of God, the higher and lower self of God, must eventually amalgamate and become one. So we each must return to the arms of the lower God self and then embrace the higher God self. So daily now, in your life, you have become aware of the need to share, to love, to ascend in vibration, to understand the power of your mind and the blessings of love when given to you. In the oneness, everything is known. Here on earth, everything is hidden from us. The reason it's hidden is for us to explore and discover new things about ourselves. In the oneness, we explore the unity of sharing on many levels. It's hard for us here on earth to actually consider ourselves just a spirit. So I'd like you to visualize for a minute. Imagine that your spirit comes out of your body and can walk through the door and walk up the road, walk into the grocery store, look at all the items that there are for sale, decide which items you'd like to take home, and then go back to your body, drift into a sleep, into a dream, and in the morning wake up and say to yourself, ah, I know which store to go to, I know exactly what the items are that I want to buy, I know exactly where they are in the shop, so off I go. I'm full of energy, drive and passion to do this. And when you get there, sure enough, everything is exactly where you think it will be. And everything is exactly what you can afford to pay. Then you go home and you're satisfied. You feel that God has blessed you and that you have received your gifts for the day. Well, the truth is, you yourself can find out anything and everything you need to know in the oneness. And you can manifest whatever it is you need into your life. You can do that by listening to your dreams, following your intuition, being aware that you do come out of body, that you do talk to your spirit guides and angels, and that you do plan a great deal while sleeping. So in the morning, when you wake up, spend a moment lying on your back, on your bed, saying to yourself, what do I want to do today? And here's the big kick. Follow that idea. Follow that emotion when you get up. Don't push it away. Don't tell yourself it won't happen. Over the years, I have found so many things that I needed in physical form. 
if I had not asked the oneness, if I had not searched while I was sleeping for the information, I wouldn't have known where to go to find the thing I needed. And every time I have found what I've needed, it's cost me very little money. So trust yourself. Trust your spirit and trust its connection with your spirit guides and the oneness. Believe that everything you need is already manifested there and is available on earth. I spent a great deal of time talking about the oneness because at this particular time the universe that we know is shifting and as it does shift so we on earth are shifting. Everyone is talking about the big shift. It doesn't necessarily mean that the earth will collapse and that we will all die but what it does mean is that through our weather patterns and through our desire to be free these wars that we see will come to an end and each man woman and child will look at their neighbor and understand that there is a desire to share and that there is a desire to understand one another and that we need to be different in order to listen to one another and have experiences if we were all the same we would be bored and we would learn nothing. So the controversy that we have in the ways of our life are important to us. Take time out. Spend each day thinking, who am I meeting? What's going on? Why am I doing these things? What am I learning? Who am I honoring and respecting? Why am I judging someone? What didn't I see? What should I understand now about myself and my life? A lot of people have been talking about acceptance. Accept yourself. Accept your psychic sense. Accept the oneness. Accept God in your life. However you do it, be aware that you are a focus point for many people to see, hear, touch and feel. You are also a focus point for your spirit guides and guardian angels who are part of your soul group. I'll talk about the soul group on another show. So once again I want to say to you thank you for listening to me and do if you have time read some of my books and I would love to have feedback so write to me at drmargaretrvc at gmail.com and let me know what you think about this show. You can find me on my website www.sumariscenter.com That's S-U-M-A-R-I-S-C-E-N-T-E-R.com I've also got lots of YouTubes uh, on my crystal work and the courses I teach in Japan and in America. So I'd love to hear from you. Please contact me. Remember, we all need support. We all need to know that we're doing a good job. 
I hope you enjoy the show and that you will pass it on to any of your friends so that you can help them too. So stay safe, be aware, listen to your instinct, listen to your spirit guides. Bless you.